0: on this final week, one of the most pivotal figures in uh, the history of the fan, without any question, one that makes MET fans smile is, of course, Mike Piazza, who joins us uh, nicely. Uh, nice for him to do it. From Italy, as a matter of fact. Mike, welcome. How are you?
1: Ciao, Mike. Good to speak with you, man. How are
0: you? <laughs> Thank you. It's a very nice of to do this, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, as I'm wrapping up uh, 30 years here and going through with a lot of the big players and big figures who made the last 30 years of the fan and stuff like that, especially the 30 years that I've been here, uh, wouldn't be, wouldn't be the same if we weren't, uh, did totally in touch base with you, who obviously had such a big impact on the Mets and on the city. So, uh, hope you're doing well. Um, I know you're traveling, happy holidays and it's nice of you to come on. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm honored. And, you know, as you mentioned, we have a lot of history, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean it's kinda of sad in a way, a little bit of an end of an era, I guess, but and ultimately you always look back on the good times and uh it'll always be part of my life, big part of my life. So glad to speak with you and um I'm doing well, you know, I'm I'm here in Italy, I'm doing this project. I, I bought a small team over here and it's been a very challenging project and something that I'm excited about. It beset with a lot of a lot of difficulties, but um Anyone knows the history of my life knows that for some reason I don't take the easy path. So <laughs> it is
0: uh, a is fun. there a lot of interest in baseball in Italy now? It's growing, right? It's it's there's a lot more yeah. interest, right? Well, that's what lead me
1: to this project. I mean, I coach for the Italian national team after I retired for a few years. They asked me to help grow the game in Italy, and. I realized that baseball always be a kind of limited in Italy. Obviously, soccer is the passion, the national passion here. And I wanted to do something different, so I acquired a, a Serie C, which is the third level team. And then, you know, in Europe, they have promotion relegation. So if you buy a team at a low level, you can invest and try to to, to buy players and put a team together, try to move up, and with that, you get more TV rights, money, and 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 obviously, the value of the franchise goes up. So that's pretty much what I'm trying to do. I'm still a very good friends with the uh, national baseball program here. And, uh, you know, help them out occasionally. But I really knew that for me, if I was going to invest over here and have a chance to try to, to you know, get a return, it would be in the soccer area. So um, that's kind of what I'm doing.
0: We're talking about Mike Piazza, uh, who obviously uh, changed the Met fortunes and uh, really revitalized the franchise when he came. Uh, to New York. And it's funny, uh, you come on on the heels of yesterday, Giancarlo Stanton coming uh, to New York. Uh, having someone move their star, a big slugger move their star. In the middle of their career to New York, what what advice would you give John Giancarlo Stanton as he brings his to New York after a, a great season? You came to the uh, Mets after some yeah. incredible seasons, uh, almost won a Triple Crown sure. with the Dodgers. I mean, so what, what, what would you say is the things he has to watch for?
1: Well, I would say, first off, don't try too hard to... Um, to do too much, too early, um, I think that was one of the things when I get got there. I was pressing a little bit. and you wanna be the guy, obviously that gets the big hit, the big home run. and sometimes baseball is a is a very uh, cruel game in a sense when you try to do things outside of of what you're capable of doing, it it can come back and kind of and really hurt you. So uh... for me, just tell them, hey, take your walks, if they're gonna pitch around, you take your walks, don't worry so much about being you know hitting. Um, 60 home runs, even though he's capable of doing that, I think he's going to do very well there. I I think he's a professional, and uh, I don't think he's going to have too much of a problem. I mean, I watched him play. I lived in Miami for a bunch of years, and he's an exceptional player, uh, one-in-a-generation player. So that's my only advice. I mean, obviously, you can't win games just by hitting home runs. I mean, pitching and defense is key. And when I came over with the Mets, obviously, we had some really good pitching and, and and a great infield and defense. So even though when I started playing well and hitting the ball well, it provided a big boost for the team, it, we, we had some really other great players around me. So just let the other players get better because of your presence, and, and like I said, try not to do too much.
0: We're talking with Mike Piazza. You know, Mike, with you, uh, you obviously were already a very big star when you got here, but Certain guys have a knack. When I look back on careers, you had an amazing knack for the big home run, uh, for the big moment home run, not just the Cossay one, which is so remembered and revered, but so many big ones. I mean, I can think of so many game winners and big ones, Subway series, et cetera. The ability to, as a slugger, to hit the home run in the big spot. I mean, what, what, why were you so proficient at it? Well, I
1: think it was just a God-given talent to focus, um, and I tell young players all the time in my small little coaching career is basically, you want to be that guy. I mean, that was the thing. It's, I mean, why are you playing the game? I, I think don't be afraid to be great. I mean, I I wanted to be in those moments. I kind of thrived on those moments, and I remember stepping out of the box a few times with Shea and the crowd going crazy and think of like, and literally Saying to myself, this is pretty cool. I mean, it's it's it really was that basic in a way. I mean, and remember that. And and now that I'm retired, ten years, and I'm a family man, and I'm doing other things, uh, nothing compares to that. You know, it's just something that, as a player, you have to try to find a way to enjoy it. And I think I was able to kind of channel that energy and just enjoy the moment, enjoy my teammates, and it, it was an honor for me in a way. My teammates always wanted. It always looks for me to get the big hit and when the team was struggling, it kind of like people looked to me to kind of to get us going. So uh, i say just bring it on. That was that was my attitude. I'm like, I know this is what I'm expected to do, and I embraced
0: it in a way. Remarkable how many times you did it. I mean, it's uncanny. I, I can think of so many off the top of my head. I mean, it's just so many of them that were so big, none bigger than that game, which everyone still talks about, which, uh, you know, we'll follow you for your whole life, and that wasn't an, them. Um, being in the building that night, that was an amazing home run and one that kind of, you know, forget World Series, championships, big games, that yeah. one kind of transcended everything, you know?
1: Yeah, thank you. And and again, it's, it's so very touching the way people remember that home run. It's an honor for me. Uh, it still brings me so much joy when I talk to people and they tell me where they were if they were in the building that night. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that, uh, again, just back back to, you know, I'm a man of faith, and I just remember before that night just praying. I was like, God, please, just help me get through this night, because it was just an emotional, a crazy emotional week, something you really can't describe. Obviously, you were there, so people who knew uh, were there knew what it was about and what that week was like. So it was it was heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching, and so to to come through in that moment is something, like I said, I just... I threw it up to God and he didn't let me down.
0: What's the difference, Mike? What what having been a star on both coasts, what's the difference between the biggest difference playing in New York and playing in LA? Is it the intensity? Is it as simple as that or is it more than that?
1: That's a good question, actually. Uh I think look, I, I enjoyed my time in LA and it was um it was it was to come up through an organization like the Dodgers, the history of the Dodgers was something for me very special, being there with Tommy and, and as I mentioned before, having a spring training and seeing Sandy Koufax and Johnny Roseboro and Don Drysdale and and when I was very young, you know, Roy Campanella and spring training was something special. But yeah, L.A. and New York are completely different, I mean, completely different cities. Uh, it, It was nice for me coming up. Obviously, L.A. is a little bit more laid back in a way, and New York is more intense, um when i came there and, and don't forget too it was it was an inter, it was a different dynamic there was no social media there was no facebook there was no twitter so it was basically the scribes it was the papers you guys and uh, you that wasn't really that uh it wasn't that intense in la i mean you come to new york we had you know the post daily news the times star ledger uh, you guys so it it was a pressure cooker and People followed the papers a lot more, so it was something for me that was a complete eye opener compared to the, <laughs> compared to the West Coast and living in Manhattan Beach, you know, and rolling out and going to the coffee shop and getting a lunch and <laughs> going to the stadium and then coming coming to New York and and having people and, you know the intensity of New York and going and the Subway Series games. It was uh, as I said before. I think it really helped me at that time in my career make me a better player. You know, Even though per se, you know, my numbers weren't better, but I think just to perform on that stage, I think made me a better player in 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 sort of retrospect as far as my overall career.
0: Yeah, your numbers in L.A. are scary. I mean, catches the and we've seen Sanchez do some things here, but your numbers in L.A when you were younger, and obviously you get a little older and catching wears you down, there's no question. Uh, but your numbers yeah. in L.A. across the board, were, they were not catch-alike. I mean, those were incredible numbers. I mean, you're talking about years hitting 340 and putting up big RBIs and hitting home runs and threatening for triple crowns. You don't see catchers doing that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I had some great years there, and, again, it was uh, – well, again, I, I mean, so I'm in the hall now. I guess I don't have to really about being self-deprecating. no. But, I mean, that's right.
0: Also, a, that's, right. <laughs> that's it. Yeah.
1: Now that you're in there, there are things that help me, too. You know, I played in course field, you know, when the Rockies first were in the league and the league expanded a couple times, and I touched on that. So there were some factors for me that helped me as an offensive player, and, and I had this ability really to not uh, sort of what was the word I'm looking for? I mean, not really. I enjoyed those moments of, of playing those teams like when we were beating them up and, and continuing to, to put the pressure on and keep hitting and, and not really. Um, it just was this ability for me, even in that that year specifically, like 98, 97, uh, for me were just something that I went up there to my third and fourth times at bat. It didn't matter what the game was. I still wanted to get that hit. So I, that's one thing I remember about those big years.
0: That's interesting. Is, is yeah, really wanting because Pete Rose always talked about that. Guys give up at bats late in games. You, you, you didn't give up at bats in those games. No,
1: no. I, I wanted everything. I mean, I that year I remember specifically down the stretch, 97, that I wanted to get two hits a game and a walk. And that was one thing I concentrated on. And you're talking about Triple Crown. It was funny not to brag, but, yeah, I mean, I actually had the Triple Crown for the second half. And it, it's hard to imagine a time where I was so locked in. And we made a couple of moves, too. You know, we traded for Otis Nixon. So, I mean, I had Otis Nixon and Delano DeShields hitting in front of me. So, those guys were on base two or three times a game. So, it made it easier for me because the pitcher was obviously on them. So. To have years like that, you have to have a lot of factors that help you. So I was fortunate to have great teammates as well.
0: We're talking about Mike Piazza, of course, uh, the Hall of Famer and legendary med. As we as we uh, touched on all the big uh, performers of the last thirty years, you know, you mentioned Hall of Fame. One thing I've noticed in all you guys, no matter how big a stars you are, coaches, players, whoever, when you get into the Hall of Fame. It's very emotional for you guys. It me yeah. maybe it's the five years you sit out. I don't know what it is. You mean maybe when you're there yeah. every day, you're getting a lot of awards, you're getting a lot of accolades. But whatever it is, <laughs> I see tremendous disappointment when guys don't get in, and I also I see tremendous emotion when yeah. guys do get in. Did the Hall of Fame hit you that way?
1: Oh, without a doubt. I mean, anyone has a look at my my speech is just. I needed a box of Kleenexes, and I think because for me. Personally, it was the amount of people that I remember helping me, and that were in my corner. And I tell the story about Reggie Smith. And Peter Gammons made some comments to me. He goes, "Man, when I hear that Reggie Smith story, I just, I really melt because." He knew Reggie when he came up with the Boston Red Sox, and Reggie was the first hitting coach. For lack of a better word, he just got me. He understood me, and he knew that I was a a misunderstood player, and he saw something in me, and he took me under his wing. And he said, uh, when the Dodgers were thinking of releasing me, he said, if you release this kid, he's going to come back to bite you, uh, because he has something you can't teach, and that's power. And it basically forced the Dodgers to take a second look at me, and I was having some issues in the minor leagues. And you know, I was a rambunctious kid too. I mean, now that I'm, old, I mean, I'm going to be 50 next year, which is crazy. <laughs> I can't believe it. But I mean, talk about <laughs> talk about life. But you know, when I was 18, 19 years old, I, I was, uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, what? I mean, I was, uh, I was one, of, I was a real abrasive guy. So I had some issues. I didn't really get along with coaches and things. So, but but Reggie got me. He took me under his wing. So, when you think about one man that that can change the course of your life, how can you not get emotional? It, it hits you right in the in the heart and the gut. So, uh, I was blessed that he was there, and I was able to to, to give tribute to him.
0: Uh, that's really it. Really is special. Plus, it's the last big thing that's going to happen in your career you know it's, i mean you can yeah. come back as a manager or something or an owner but that's the last big single thing for you guys who accomplish so much It is that last big award is going to get into that hall of fame which puts you in the one percent and you know anytime you can you know p- yeah. get put in that special group it's got to be very defining
1: it's a special fraternity and it, it's very humbling and uh, uh, the way you get hazed is fun too. And you're in—I mean, you're in—in a, in a room with Reggie Jackson and Raleigh Fingers and Johnny Bench. And I mean, after the ceremony, Johnny and I were on the porch of the Otisago Hotel, smoking a cigar and and just talking about stories. It's just, yeah, it's kind of exactly. It's kind of like closing the book uh, on your career. I I agree. I mean, good and bad. I mean, good in a way because of the accolade of of the Hall of Fame, but also bad in a way that you figure there's nowhere else to go from here. (laughs) It's kind of of over, really.
0: (laughs) When you see these guys now managing, Aaron Boone, when you see these guys now owners and being involved like Gita, do you ever think of being involved in some way like that?
1: Well, I'm a little... I always choose a different path. You know, my quote is, the path to glory in my life has been sort of, has many thorns. And uh, I have a lot of respect for these. Look, I'm proud of these guys. You know, I'm happy for Derek. I, I mean, I lived in Miami, so for him to be involved in the Marlins, I think great for the franchise. Uh, Aaron, uh, I mean, guys that I played with to see play. I mean, Robin, even unfortunately, you know, I was no longer with Chicago, but to watch him with Chicago was fun. Uh, to watch Al, what he's doing on TV is great. So uh, I know Fonzi's still managing in the in the Mets system, so I wish wish him very well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think we all have to do we all kind of have to climb our tree, you know, and chase what we want to chase. I mean, I enjoyed reconnecting in Italy and and trying to be a soccer owner over here. And it's been challenging, but exciting as well. I've met amazing people over here who love the team. And so I kind of want to do something different. You know me, I'm always a different type of guy. I'm always looking for a little bit different path. So this is kind of what suits me now.
0: Well, listen, I wish you well. Thank you for doing this. To do it from Italy is very nice here to do it. I appreciate it. Uh, for all the Med fans, thank you for all the memories. And uh, you were always great with us. You always were there for us. You did a million interviews with us. So thank you very much for always uh, being a part of the program. I appreciate it very much, Mike.
1: Thank you, Mike. God bless. Thank and you. And little, little plug for my team. The team is AC Reggiana1919. Follow us on social media. For all the guys, all the fans out there, I'd appreciate it. And uh yeah. Thanks again. I I wish you the best. Thank and, you, Mike. Uh, obviously, we have a lot of history. So God bless. And Thank you. Hope to see you soon, man. Take care. Thank Cheers.
0: you, Mike Piazza from Italy. Back after this.